0: to Bruce Clues episode early on In The Game. I'm Mel. I'm Lisa. And uh, we're here. we uh got some good beers poured, and we're uh, ready to talk some true crime. Ready to talk true crime, ready to drink beer. We um, each pick an episode, and I will tell an episode like mel will bring the beer and i will tell the story she doesn't know the story beforehand vice versa when she tells the story that i don't know i will bring the beer we try and get new beers and it's been going good we don't know what order we're releasing these yet so this was one of the first ones the audio sucked we're re-recording so this is new ish um but this was supposed to be the first one. we will see you you guys will hear it at some point in some way, yeah, so and to and to kind of jump off of what you were just saying the um the person whose turn it is to tell the story, uh-huh um tells the whole thing. We may chirp in every now and then, and then we uh complete the story with the, with the facts. And then we go ham, Lose facts. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we do crime on tap, where we really pour out our true feelings about I see what you did there about the crime and potentially the uh, the victims or the whole thing. We just kind of share, we spitball our, our our thoughts and feelings on it. Um, we may we may talk about things that um, aren't you know if it's an active case. We at that point there's you know we we may talk about stuff that's not real and so we just don't want anyone to take those things um for verbatim and and um, as facts so once you hear the beers clink um all hell breaks loose and (laughs) and we just talk about our theories and that is our time to really let let loose because i hair down yeah and i think that um the thing about true crime is that We're interested in it for all different kinds of reasons, and we explore that, too. Yes, and we um, try and be lighthearted with it. Like, we feel for the victims, of course, and families and everybody that knew them. Um, But the people that did it are bags of shit, and they should be treated as such. And Mm -hmm. we just try and find humor where you can in, I mean, just in life in general, but, you know, we do what we can. Yeah. All right. I had to take another sip there. Woo! You do. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. This story is one of the most eerie that I've come across in my true crime life because it's the story of a real boogeyman. Let's start with talking a little bit about where these boogeymen even came from. The term boogeyman comes from the middle Age term boogay or boggy, which means a frightening specter. There are tons of stories and variations, mostly designed to keep children in bed at night, which, as a parent, I totally get. Not above terrifying my kids, because they come in at 3 o'clock in the morning (laughs) telling me to sleep with them. Stories were also used as a caution to keep children from straying too far in the woods. It's easier to say, the boogeyman will get you, than you might be attacked by an animal, fall into the river, get bit by something poisonous, get lost. You don't want to give them too many complexes. Just give them one to be scared of. So the boogeyman varies from culture to culture, but he's there. The La Llorna in Mexico is the ghost of a woman who wears a white dress. The Vedenek in Slovak culture is a water spirit who can entice many different forms to lure people into rivers and lakes. In Brazil, parents rock their kids to sleep while singing a lovely lullaby about the Kuka, a crocodile woman that will take you if you don't go to sleep very nice. Go to sleep. Kakuka will get you <laughs> <laughs> And eat your head. That's terrifying. <laughs> you wanted a musical episode. Here we are. <laughs> and everybody's gone. Hi. Uh thanks for staying. In Staten Island, New York, kids were cautioned that Cropsy, a rumored escape mental patient who had a hook in place of a hand, would get them and take them to the underground tunnel system. In the old View Hospital, which was a former tuberculosis sanitarium. Whoa. Okay, that's eerie. That is. Whoa. A lot of... Okay. You guys will get it at some point, but we just did something about tuberculosis. (sighs) It's all tying together. Not really, but... Now I might go get tested because I had a a cough. (laughs) It's a coincidence that um, we weren't planning for. Yes. As most coincidences go. Yes. Very weird. Yeah. So everybody just kind of chalked this up to being another boogeyman story until children in Staten Island started disappearing. The first was little five-year-old Alice Pereira on July 7, 1972. The charlieproject.org details that Alice was last seen in the lobby of the apartment building she lived in with her family. She was with her brother and her brother left her for a brief moment around 3.30 p.m. She may have been sighted at a park near the apartment shortly after that, but unfortunately not in time. Alice was never seen or heard from again, and her mother reported her missing at 6.15 p.m. that evening. Next wasn't a child, and not entirely sure it ties together, but it is in the Cropsy stories. So 42-year-old Al, Ethel Atwell, who is a physical therapy aide and worked at Staten Island Developmental Center, formerly known as Willowbrook State School, which we'll talk about later. On October 24th, 1978, she arrived to work at 6 a.m., parked in the back of the building. Before she could even get in, two female co-workers heard a man's voice saying, come on, come on, and then her voice saying, no, you'll beat me. Then she screamed. The employees that heard this called the cops at this point, and it was still pretty dark. They didn't see anything. When the police arrived, they found her purse, one earring, one black shoe, three black coat buttons, half a set of her dentures, and her keys in the woods about 75 feet away. She was never seen or heard from again. So, like, her belongings were still intact. Yes. Like, her purse. Besides her dentures. Right. But, like, her purse and her car keys, meaning, like, she left a lot of value there. So that wasn't the goal to rob her. Yeah. Right. It's like. And, And it sounded like she knew him. It her, sounded her. like, it, right, it sounded like she knew the, the person. person. Yeah. So that one, it doesn't seem like it ties in just based on that, but mm-hmm. it kind of does seem like how she disappears so fast that it could be uh, an urban legend kind of thing. Like, who knows? And it was like the vicinity too, mm-hmm. right? So like it was because in the area, is... so it's tied in just because of like logistics. Yes. This okay. is like the Willow Brook that is... Yeah surrounding the story okay so the willowbrook state school um it was a state funded school for children with intellectual disabilities located in staten island new york from 1947 to 1987 in reality it was a place for caregivers to ship adults and children they could no longer care for these parents weren't at fault so we can't judge it was a different time from what i've read they were encouraged to give up their children to the institution for the sake of the family and believing their children were going to receive help that they needed. They're sending them to a state-funded school that they believe doctors and nurses were there and they would help them. And whereas back home, maybe they don't have the funds and the time they feel like they can give them. So they didn't know. Um, They would have no way of knowing the abuse, torture, inhumane conditions they would endure. It was so crowded, understaffed, and underfunded the patients didn't even receive basic care, let alone the mental stimulation, social interaction, and education they needed. By 1965, Willowbrook was the largest state-run mental institution in the U.S. It housed over 6,000 residents, even though their maximum stated capacity was 4,000. Way over the maximum. That's crazy. On average, there were there was one nurse per ward, and over two hundred residents living in places meant for less than a hundred. These people were on top of people. Like, yeah, it's close to over. It's close to over fifty percent. Close to, so yeah. just under fifty percent over capacity. I yeah. think that's really the true crime here. That is yeah. true crime on true crime. It's true crime. It's a true crime, Sammy like no one had an option no one had a choice here uh-uh. like yeah the, a lot of people even the victims families victim fam victims of that institution their mm-hmm. families didn't have a choice cuz they were really following the guidance of their of their uh care providers yes and if you're about our age you know Eventually Geraldo gained Mm, access from an old employee who was given a key and walked through Mm. just sprang into rooms on top of people and you just see them the way they lived and it's crazy. I don't know if I saw the whole thing, but I did remember seeing clips. Yeah. And I feel like since I've done the story I should have went back to look, but it is it is crazy. Yeah. But an estimated 12,000 residents died at Willowbrook from 1950 to 1980, an estimated 400 a year. The reasons were neglect, violence, lack of nutrition, medical mismanagement, suicide, and some simply vanished. They were also doing experiments on people, so that could have come into play, too. Now, another victim, Holly Ann Hughes... Seven-year-old Holly went missing July 15, 1981, at 9.30 p.m. She was sent to the store by her mom to purchase a bar of soap. She never returned. A month later, her mother received a phone call from a man named Sal. Sal told her he was holding the child captive and to meet with him and perform sex acts on film. In return, he would give her Holly. She went with detectives to Penn Station to meet with Sal, but he never showed up. She never really believed at this point that Holly was there, but she had to still follow the lead. She already assumed that Holly had vanished. Why am I trying to pour more beer into my full glass right now? It's a it's a large can. It is in your defense, <laughs> just, in your defense of yourself. I keep I keep thinking like, let me just get I that. I did the little same thing, and then yeah, I poured it four times. Oh, good. Even okay, though it was it's empty. not just me. Mm-mm, no. So a green Volkswagen was also spotted around the time Holly disappeared, driven by a man. Some witnesses even claimed to see Holly in it. Or maybe yeah, she fits a that sightings. description. Mm-hmm. On August 14, 1983, 10-year-old Tyese Tijuana Jackson went missing from the motel where she was living with her mother and three siblings after their apartment burned down. At one thirty p.m., another resident sent Tyese to get some chicken wings for them. Around 4.30 p.m., her mother awoke, discovered Tyese missing, and immediately called police. The police had her mom and uncle both take lie detector tests, which they passed, which is different than any other things we've heard about so far, which I feel like is racially motivated. And they also said when all this came out that it was a welfare motel they had to throw in. So. Rude and racist. Yes. They didn't. Great. They didn't. Yeah. Great police work. Take care care since the beginning there. Yep. So she was a streetwise kid who knew about stranger danger, sometimes went on errands for people in the community back in 1983, as you would. Like, right, 83, yeah. I. But now we're living in times, what year is it, 23, right? So, cause I, you know, at this age, like, mm-hmm. do you have to do that too? Like, wait, is it 22, 23? I don't know what day it is. I know. I don't know what year it is. So we're in 23. <laughs> and um, But I have an 8-year-old now. God. And a 5-year-old. And they could ride their bikes generally like up and down the street and, you know, the, the bigger ones. She sometimes goes like around the small block. But we have been in the neighborhood for a while. A lot of people in the neighborhood know her. But I just can't imagine. I mean, 10 years old is also older. But like, hey... Go to the store for me and get this and get this. Yeah. But yeah, back in those times, she would have been to the beach. Mom I'm going to the beach. Yeah, mom see ya. Yeah, on the bus by herself. On the bus. Yeah, on the bus. Pack me up a six pack on the way back. Uh huh. Here's here's yeah. some cigarette money. Right. I think on the last time we recorded, I was like, ah, I tried to do a smoker voice, which <laughs> <laughs> which now is going to make me cough, so I can't do. But yeah, yes. But you're right. I mean, in terms of like just every decade it's a different um it's a different time with how you trust your kids, how you trust your community. But I think the turning point was really like between the 70s and 80s and then the 90s hit the hardest because that's when a lot of like the news stuff came out. Adam Walsh was a big one. Because like a lot of that had to do with um, the news cycle changing from uh-huh. like nightly news to like a little more frequent news. And then they did a lot of stories on like child abductions, which actually weren't as that common. Right. But um the scare it, factor, the scare was, factor was definitely bigger. See, I feel like it was still a thing back then. I mean, sure. maybe I don't know the statistics of like how often it happened versus now, but I feel like even nowadays they say Generally it's not a stranger. Right. Like the statistics are the person knows the kid. Yeah. It's rare that it's not a stranger. Right. So I feel like it's it's just so much stress nowadays. Yeah. It's the damn news. News And then there's a bunch of shaming on parents. Oh God. Heaven forbid you do something. Fucking get me into the mom shaming. It's ridiculous. That's on our next episode. Oh listen. Girl! Oh, drink your beer, babe. We're gonna, drink your beer. We have a sip. <laughs> drink your beer, babe. <laughs> let me have a sip and some sass here. <laughs> <laughs> sip and <sassing. laughs> Shame for everything. And I bet all these moms got yelled at, like, why weren't you watching your kids? Oh, for sure. For why sure. I think you? there's something about what you are just talking about that we picked up on that. Yeah. Because we immediately went there. And mm-hmm. I think for sure, well, even in other cases, we've seen like the cops like ask where were you? Yes. Or where like where were the parents during this? And it's like, excuse you. Like let's focus on what I came here for, which was to tell you that my kid is missing. Right. Not that I live in a low income hotel. Not that, you know, she was picking up not chicken, that my skin isn't the same color. Not as that my yours? skin yeah like- it doesn't freaking matter. Like focus on what I'm here for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. God, these people. Okay. Rant over. Well, never over. Never over, just no. On, just on pause for a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> we'll get back to it on Crime on Tap, I'm sure. <laughs> 22-year-old Henry Gafforio went missing on June 9th, 1984. He was mentally disabled and had the mental and emotional function of a 15-year-old. Henry was last seen at the spa lounge, which is a bar, not a spa, on Staten Island around 4 a.m. He first went to mugs away, was declined service, but ended up at the spa lounge and stayed until closing time. He was reported missing 7 p.m. the next day. So I'm not sure if he was declined service because he was also too drunk or he was just, you know, disabled and they saw that. Um, But in any case, he was disabled. And that is a thing that has come up in a few of the victims. The last victim I'm going to talk about, even though there's more... Jennifer Schweiger, she's a 12-year-old with Down syndrome. She was last seen going for a walk, never to return. Volunteers combed her neighborhood in the woods for days. She was eventually found after 35 days in a shallow grave completely nude near Willowbrook. Mm. Jennifer is the only one whose body has been found. Now we talk about our bag of shit in all of this, or suspect, whatever you want to call mm. him. Andre Rand, born Frank Rushan had a fairly normal childhood, no physical or sexual abuse. He lived with his father and sister. His mother was institutionalized and they would visit from time to time, which could be why he wound up near Willowbrook. He lived on the grounds or like in a tent near Willowbrook. So I feel like that somehow plays into it. Their father died when Rand was 14. He went through a few jobs at Willowbrook State School, custodian, orderly, physical therapy aide. On May 9th, 1959, he was arrested for the attempted abduction and rape of a nine-year-old girl. He got into his car, removed her clothes and his own, but they were interrupted, thank the Lord, by a passing motorist. Like, what the hell are you doing, sir? Get your dirty Mm. ass off. He served 16 months only for the attempted rape, and then after this, this is when he changed his name to Andre Rand. Mm. Trying to disguise himself, but sir you can't Mm -mm. dress up shit oh shit i was going with trash (laughs) damn it yes you can't can't dress up shit i feel like i have heard that saying and it's a thing and Mm -hmm. i don't know um that's gonna be our saying yeah it's our saying now because i used to say um i know you are but what am i kiss my butt and make me fly and Trey was like nobody <laughs> said that And he googled it he wanted to believe me I saw that he Wanted to believe his wife wasn't A weirdo even though He um, married me but he was like Nobody says that I'm sorry <laughs> That does and not make you weird I was like well nobody argued with me After <laughs> They were in awe You were like what the fuck <laughs> I don't know what she just said to me about Bye <laughs>
1: Uh, I think that was
0: a cut down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to go home and look it up in the dictionary to find yes. out. This is free Google. <laughs> <laughs> i have to go through our uh, collection there. Encyclopedia of it? folk, folk sayings. <laughs> <laughs> what did they call the set that you had? Just encyclopedia sets? Or Britannica? En- yeah. Yeah. Dude, that oh, had shit. everything in it. It did. That was our Google. It really was. I remember looking stuff up in that I feel like. Man a kids, couple times. Kids don't even know. But no, then you would just ask like your crazy uncle and he would be like, Wow, well, you they just make stuff up. If you have a wart, you just spit on it and rub some uh lemon sauce on it and lemon yeah. sauce. Lemon no, juice. I like lemon <laughs> sauce. Yeah. Or well, lemon Your juice. uncle told you lemon sauce and he made you it. You gotta somehow. find you gotta find lemon sauce. You gotta make it. You gotta add the cream. You gotta add the lemon. You gotta <laughs> hunt somebody else down to find out what the hell lemon sauce is and Correct. then they tell you. Yes. And then you're rubbing shit all over your warts. And <laughs> How don't go. many warts do you have? <laughs> I've actually never oh, I did have one wart I had to freeze off. Warts aren't bad. They're not bad. I'm not here I to have one wart on my foot that I had to freeze off. Because I've heard they're painful. Lemon sauce does not help. <laughs> I feel like there's more to this story. My grandma said, actually, if you cut a potato, rub it on your wart, and bury the potato, when the potato rots, your wart will fall off or something. Follow us for more medical advice. We're here <laughs> once a week. <laughs> yes, we will. We will give you some uh, delicious Brit- Britannica. How do you say it? Well uh encyclopedia britannica yes 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 if it doesn't cure your warts you could put it on a salad you could use your food for food and that would be lovely too Good, yeah, thing. It's a, good, it's a real thing. but that's the same food that you're rubbing warts on that you're not eating well don't rub don't <laughs> eat the lemon sauce that you've rubbed on your warts keep them separate but keep some oh, separate because you may want to put it on a salad or drizzle on a delicious scone Lovely. Also, if you take the lemon juice and you put it on your potato, I think that keeps it from browning because it keeps apples from browning. Yes. Yep. Okay. Again. We're covering so much. This is great. We're here for you. This is great. way better than our first record. <laughs> <laughs> We've got it now. Let me see where I'm at. So, this bag of shit tea. In 1983, Rand picked up 11 children from the YMCA in a school bus. Mm. He bought them a meal and took them to the Newark airport. No children were harmed. But like, what the fuck was his endgame there? He took them and he picked them up unknowingly, like, in a school bus, took them for a meal, took them to the airport, and then I don't know if they, they were just like, hey, there's a dude trying to board a bunch of kids. I don't know how he got caught yeah. at that point, but, like, Yeah. A lot of questions, so we'll talk about those questions on, on Crime on Tap. We for sure will. He served 10 months in jail for unlawful imprisonment. Not enough time. Not even a month for every kid there. So now we tie up the loose ends. Like, how is he tied to this? I still don't understand. At the time of Alice's disappearance, Rand was working as a painter in the Tyson Lane apartments where she lived and went missing. Remember when Holly Ann Hughes' mom gave her money to go buy a bar of soap? That was not her. I don't know why it was said that it was her. I guess it was heard that it was her. But Rand admitted to playing a hide-and-seek game with Holly on the day of her disappearance. And then he gave her money to go buy soap because she was dirty. He claims he left before she returned. And who also has a green Volkswagen is Rand the one that was circling the block when Holly went missing. In prison, officers and inmates say he bragged about his pedophilic ways, confessed to an inmate about killing Holly, and compared himself to Ted Bundy. Mm. He had a campsite half a mile from the motel where Heese and her family were staying. Her mother saw a man fitting Rand's description loitering in the motel parking lot. Henry lived with his parents and three brothers in the 90 block of Herberton Ave the same block as Rand and right around the corner from where Holly lived. Lastly, Jennifer was seen on a walk with Rand arm in arm as he walked a bicycle. Her body was found near the campsite Rand had set up. Currently in jail, eligible for parole in 2037. The fucking end. Mm. Wow. Crime on tap. Crime on tap. Oh, oh. no. I gotta choose an empty glass. Cheers an empty glass. That's bad luck. Oh no!
1: I'm oh, gonna be no. haunted.
0: Here, there we go. Refreshing sound. <laughs> <laughs> or that was creepy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cropsy, 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 cropsy. So I think we we're trying to figure out if. Like, was it the urban legend before or was he, did he hear about it and was like, yeah, that sounds good. I want to do that. But I think it was the story before because then children started going missing. Well, I don't I, know if we ever fully determined. No, I don't think we did. And I think that, um, I think children going missing might be like a long time before this. Yeah. And then, and then maybe they like tied it in, you know, like the news can do that. Yeah, the news uh, can also like give people a cool name, or be it bags of trash, right. Or bags of, of poop, you know, like cropsy. It's like, you know, he's a bag of poop killer. Yes, just call. Why him don't that. we just call, call him the poop, him poop bag- man? The poop man, cropsy. Also, uh, what does it mean? We looked that up. Yeah, uh, it means a boogie-like figure. Well, no, that's what they're just describing the film as. Oh. Uh, but I think it actually means a creep. Yeah. Well that's fitting. Because <laughs> he was a total creep. Yeah. So I wanna go back to the bus. Yes. I have a lot of questions. Not for you. I think I have a ge- lot of answers. In general. <laughs> I just don't know how accurate they'll be <laughs> in general. Okay. A school bus full of children. Uh-huh is sitting where that can be stolen yeah i don't know where he got the bus <laughs> right and then to because, drive it up to the ymca when people aren't expecting the kids to go on a field trip or anything yeah and then who paid for the food i guess he did did he go through a drive through how the hell do you order all those kids orders God, Could you imagine the chaos? Can I 11 happy meals. I don't want cheese. I don't want onions. Can I have orange soda? I mean, maybe that's why they cut his sentence short cuz he like had to order 11 happy meals to order for each of the kids. I did not even think about think that. Think about this. That is Oh my god! Yeah. Like the patience of doing that. Yeah, they were probably yeah like, they're probably just they're probably like you've served enough time on that bus, <laughs> and you didn't hurt you any of the kids. These kids. You returned them, and none of them are hurt. And you ordered all these happy meals with full bellies and stuff. They probably wanted
1: yeah to Which order we had
0: no pickles to order. Yeah, all right, ten months for you. Yeah, but obviously it's that's it's not a joke to abduct children on a bus. No. But I just wondered like. If there's a bus hanging out with kids on it, there's adults nearby. Yeah. So, like, was the bus driver taking a, 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 pr- a prolonged smoke break around a around around a corner? Like three corners away? Yeah. Probably. Should that it guy be fired? 80s. Yeah. I hope so. I think so, too. Yeah. If you didn't know, sir, you're fired. Yeah. Don't you're, go back to work tomorrow. Um, And if you haven't been fired yet. We're here to tell you that you're fired now. So sorry, but... Yeah, we got to tell you some bad news. You can't... You do your job. You can't drive buses full of kids anymore. <laughs> or take smoke breaks. Yeah. You yeah. shouldn't be taking smoke breaks, but... So I just have a lot of questions. You know, I think that there's a lot of around that that's like, hmm. Because I, I don't know the concept of that nowadays. And again, like, it's very hard to go back in time with these crimes and think about the way things were back then. Right. Because you have to go not just to a different point in time. You have to go to a different mindset. Oh in my time. gosh. Now you have to have like you can't just have one person and eleven kids like on a field trip. No, you have to have Ooh. chaperones. You can't there there has to be yeah. prepaid lunches. The yeah. slips are already filled out. This is what you're getting. Yeah. I'm not just gonna stroll in and try and order you guys stuff. Right.
1: Like, yeah there's so a
0: whole the concept of it now is obviously like mind-boggling that it could actually happen then mm-hmm. but then i just wonder like how did it happen then because
1: i think they were gone like four
0: hours too because somebody was with the kids to get them on the bus yeah. Kids don't just get on a. someone started the bus kids right. don't just get on a bus that hasn't been started i wonder what in he the said. middle of nowhere yeah to lure them out there like hey did he? Did he get them on the bus? I don't. Were know. they on the bus waiting for someone? Yeah, they, was that you a know school? What? They have documentaries, and I feel like I should have prepped and watched that because maybe they talk about the bus I'm more. I'm throwing a lot of questions, not at you in I general, know. but I'm just like I don't think there's anything that covers all of these so questions. Much about but we have that. questions. Yeah, and then my other question. But it, yeah, it does say they were gone for four hours. So right. I wonder if he did return them. And well, I I know he probably got oh. caught when he returned them. You but he- drive through, and he was like, "This was a big mistake." But then he went to the airport and he was like He's trying to fly away from the kids uh, They followed that, him They're like sir In that order They're like I, I have pickles On my cheeseburger I told you no pickles He's like can someone get me on an airplane For this destination from here? Just with one ticket available Only one That's all I need One way flight I do not I'm not coming back On soda I asked for coke <laughs> crying, fighting each other, God, bargaining back there in the back. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Kids are ruthless. They are. So not 11 of them on a bus. I mean, he quickly learned that that wasn't a good plan. Yeah. Serves him right, frankly. So, th- so this jerk just decides to stick to... Not even... Like, some children, but then also disabled. Like, do they have a disability? I'm going to pray on that. So, like, 42-year-old, the Ethel Atwell, I'm not sure she ties in, but she also worked at what was Willowbrook. So, I didn't know if she somehow knew him, and that's when it kind of sounded like they knew each other. But the guy, um, he had the mental capacity of a 15 year old so i think that's how he preyed on him and he could have also been drinking who knows because he was at bars so yeah his victim profile um is curious for sure it is because it's all over the place it's like an opportunity killer totally i feel like um now let me let me clear this up because i always get confused on timelines with these things but are all are all of the killings post Willowbrook closing no this is so Willowbrook was 1987 this is 1972 1978 okay so it started while it was open but he was working there and then they continued after it closed 1983 no this was all still while it was open oh it was open until 87 87 okay got it yeah yeah I'm not sure when Jennifer Schweiger happened, and okay. but it was all, 1984 was Henry Gaforio, so. I wonder if anything, um, if one of those may have been someone else. Yeah, because 1983 was the kids in the bus that he picked up, so. Um, that's also when Tyese went missing. Could Tyese... Well, her mom it was her mom, right? Her Who mom said well, he, that he set up camp close to that, so he was Okay, but he was close, but and she saw someone that looked like him that looked later, like right? him. Yeah. But I feel like perhaps she may be a situation where it could have been someone else. Yeah. Could have been. I mean really a lot of these could have been. Some a lot of, of these. Because they never truly pinned them on it's him, right? It's just a little Jennifer's body was the only one that was found and it's a lot of circumstantial like Green Volkswagen. Yeah. Right. Somebody that looked like it was a man and somebody that looked like Holly. It could have been a man and Holly, but not him. Right. Right. And then he was, you know, Staten Island is not super large. So he was like, you know, this block of the victims or like this half a mile or so but not to defend the bag of trash no not he's a bag all. of shit and yeah. he yeah. you know he was at least caught abducting children and trying to oh, attempted yeah. rape yeah, and even sure. at, i don't know about this like what dna wise they have on him but i'm sure he probably did it he's a oh, bag yeah. of shit yeah. and no, he the- should not get out on parole let's just if the judge is listening to this because the judge <laughs> we, listens to Bruce <laughs> listen we'd like to speak directly to the judge in this case okay if you We Lisa, know the judge we'll, we'll wait Okay, you're on? Okay, good. Lisa, take it away. Um. So, hi. We hear Andre Rand is available for parole in 2037. We <coughs> would just like to put in a word that that shouldn't happen. Correct. Trash. He uh, is what we call a bag of human trash, yep. and he is poop, but he likes to dress up and pretend not to be poop. Correct. That's right. Yeah. Imagine. So, don't be fooled. Imagine you had a poop. And it was wearing a skirt. That's him. That's him. He puts or on a trousers. skirt and, and a tuxedo tie. Yeah. It's not pretty. <laughs> it's and not that's pretty. what's in front of you when you go to make that decision. So just don't be fooled. He changes his name. He tries to pretend and he's like, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. He's, he's going to do, do it again. again. I don't care how old he is. He's, he's going to do it again. Creeper. a yeah. creeper. Yeah. Yep. So thank you for joining. Thank you for listening subscribe and Thank you, Judge. Uh, we appreciate your time Tell all your court and judge friends mm-hmm. thanks we know you're connected yeah networks are everything yes we mm-hmm. will sponsor you we'll, we'll vote for you great <laughs> great story mm-hmm. um great coverage i should say terrible story great coverage of the story and um, there's, yes, there's documentaries, there's movies, there's a lot yeah, out there. Sad, so. right? Sad. Mm-hmm. And you terrorize this community. I think that's really like what gets me is like the the fear these things cause everyday people living their lives. Like they may not oh, definitely the victims' families. Oh my god. Okay. But then like they're f- friends their families the friends of friends of friends Uh that have kids that don't have kids they have nieces they have nephews they have friends of friends kids they know someone and they're living in this community and they're watching their back and they don't know what's happening and they're traumatized and fuck that guy yeah kids that were able to go often do errands for their neighbors or like just be a kid ride their bike around play in the playground yeah no now you have a curfew now you can't go by yourself you gotta stay inside do a puzzle I'm not a big fan of puzzles. I mean, I get it, they're kind of fun, but like I don't do fun. Every time I pull one out, I do it for like 5 minutes, which isn't very often. We're just like we had I even just the other day pulled a wrapped up one in a blue thing. I pulled it down and I was like, "Huh, haven't done this puzzle in a while." <laughs> it's still there cuz I was like I was going to ask did really you do it? Unwrap it and do it. No, no, I probably don't. No. 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 Puzzles were like a COVID thing. Yeah. And we didn't even do them then. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. You know who does puzzles? Uh, Jen. She posts a lot about the puzzles that she does. She's into that. Jen that goes to Beachfly. Oh. Wow, we're calling you out, Jen. <laughs> if there's a Jen that goes to Beachfly that does puzzles, we see you. We see you. And puzzles are okay. That's your thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's no shame on puzzles. I just don't do them. Yeah, I like crossword puzzles. Yeah, I like different kinds of. I like the Wordle.
1: I oh, I don't do Wordle, but every day Trey does.
0: Yeah, yeah, almost. Lost and there's today. a like Loodle too, like Ooh. a dirty one. Ooh, oh, oh yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yes. I get my husband into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys follow us on Instagram. We are Bruise underscore Clues underscore Podcast. We have a Facebook that's Bruise Clues Podcast. We have our email, BruiseClues321 at gmail dot com. Send us hate mail or love mail. Mostly love with, mail. We're happy with either. We're yeah, we just like by an, both. But yeah, you know we what? like attention. We <laughs> So Yeah. We we would prefer love mail, but if you want to be mean, like <laughs> clearly it's on you to get out whatever you're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah, we could it's maybe fine. work that through with you. Let uh-huh. you know there's some resources out there for you. Yeah. I feel like a lot of our stories tie back to Florida. We've had a few Florida, because this is where we live, and people in Florida are crazy. Like, there's yeah. Florida man for a reason, but yeah. if you have any, let us know. Yeah, Because we're always willing to hear a good story. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and um, don't forget to uh, – dark in the the room room. why do we say that because everybody that dies lights up the room (laughs) just in case this is ends up being our first episode and we haven't covered it um everybody that dies in articles lights up rooms it's always said so it's cool like you do you but I think we have also explained this in another episode just to cover that. But um, we always just like to say just darken the room. Just be the person hanging out in the corner. We're and giving you permission to not be the light for everyone. Yes. Like, don't carry that for everybody. No. Lighten up your own heart, your soul. Light up your own corner where you're eating chips by yourself yeah. and just yes. loving it. and watching people eat be awkward eat the chips eat the chips drink the beer yeah but don't feel like you have to do anything for anybody else especially light up anybody's room no because that's, that's what I've lamps older it's like no tell I'm them not to buy that. light bulbs the light bulbs are getting so good these days Ooh, the low section the lighting area is great you just let lay out your that lighten towel. the room girl you <laughs> eat your good. chips you give everybody the resting bitch face and you don't feel any shame about it. No. Stop with the with the woman shame, with the mom shame. Like you just Yeah, buy them a light bulb. Bask in your light bulb section. Correct. And ha- and give them that light bulb that can lighten their room and you do you. Darken the room. Darken the room, babe. Do it. Bye. <laughs> I see that every time. Bye. Bye.